Iowa everywhere. Mike Palm, Ken Miller, together on Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to The Hook, powered by Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to a Super Bowl edition of The Hook. My name's Ken Miller from Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We're Trent Condon, and I man the 11-to-1 shift. Mike Baum, our friend from Las Vegas, he's the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, born and raised here in the state of Iowa. He joins me, as he always does, on The Hook. Super Bowl week in Las Vegas, Mike. When do the, uh, first of all, as always, uh, great to see you. Thanks for doing this. When do you think, um, is there a day that the tourists start to arrive? Is, is Friday busier than Saturday? When does that normally take place? You know, I was surprised uh, that our rate, we didn't hold rate on Friday. Um, normally, most people are checking in on Friday, but we the rate is much lower at all three properties Friday night, um, as compared to uh, as compared to Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, a little bit of a different pattern. Normally, we'd see the majority of arrivals on Friday. Um, so this year, it looks like it's split between Friday and Saturday. Gotcha. So, so if you would uh, take us kind of behind the scenes, Super Bowl week is busy a week as you're going to have, I guess, with the exception of the opening, certainly the first couple of days of the NCAA tournament. But this Super Bowl, a standalone event. Sure, there's other sports going on, but the Super Bowl's a whole different entity. What's what's the difference for for you in the industry, Mike? How how uh, how much more does it add to your plate? Well, the parties, Kenny, I mean, managing these parties and, and opening circuit created, you know, four more or three more parties for us, four if you count the sports book. And, and now we're using underhang, overhang. I mean, it's just there's 11 to 12,000 people coming for these parties it's somewhere in that in that range. And we're balancing trying to there. There's waiting lists basically for everything but stadium swim. Stadium swim still has some GA capacity and it has some upper deck cabanas. But, I mean, we'll run through it. And there's some tables at DLV. There's uh, about a dozen tables left. But, like, the player party at Circa, you know, we have capacity 750 with 300 on a waiting list. We're shifting some of them to the underhang. Uh, The Bar Canada party has a capacity of 180 with 250 on the waiting list. We're shifting some of them to the overhang. The sportsbooks, there's not one piece of real estate in the sportsbook. That's completely sold out, the bleachers and all the tables. Um, and, and so, and the party at the D, the, the retail party at the ballroom, that's sold out 400 with a waiting list. So now managing all these people as they come in and getting them all their proper credentials, getting them the welcome letter so they know the information, when to show up for their party, what's going to be, what's the food, what's the beverage. Hmm. You know, it's, it's a logistically, it's very, very challenging, much more so than March Madness, where it's an open seating where you have some people that buy man caves. Obviously, the purchase cabanas and tables at the book, but uh, it's a much different animal. My March Madness is you kind of roll the ball out there, right. you know, and, and it, it'll be okay. You can't do that with Super Bowl. No, I, I imagined a little bit, little bit different. So, did you did you see it getting as big at your properties this quickly? I mean, when you guys, when Derek first has the vision, 
the circa vision, et cetera. You've got the Golden Gate. You've got the D. Um, did you think it was going to catch on as quickly as it did? I mean, you had to know what you were building with the world's largest sports book. You had to know that that was going to get people's attention. Did you think it would get their attention this quickly? I would say yes, Kenny. Um, from the, the book perspective, uh, um, the, the sports book is, has been wildly popular. Uh, and people love to come here and buy tables. And I mean, they're paying six, seven thousand for a table of this for Super Bowl, but they pay three on a normal Sunday. So right. um, um, I thought he was a little off on Stadium Swim. I've probably been wrong. Uh, the popularity of Stadium Swim, especially in the, the shoulder months, right? I mean, it's a little too hot sometimes in the summer and the winter's the downtime. But the from February through May and then again from, you know, really mid-September through end of November. It's just, it's just quite a scene out there. And the growth of our, our, our sports betting, circus sports. I mean, we started out June 1st, 2019. And that first year we did about a one and a half percent of the right in the state of Nevada. And then in 2020 with circa opening the back half of the year, we did a little bit over 4%. Mm -hmm. And then last year we saw a big growth 2021 over 8%, almost 8.5%. And you know, last year in 2022, we did almost 12% of the total right in the state of Nevada, which is remarkable in three years. years. Yeah. So does that, do you expect it to grow at that rate? It has to level off at some point. It might. And it, will there be others that get into it? You know, other operators that get into Nevada? But Fred, it looks like is finally going to get licensed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we'll see a lot. We'll, we'll get growth out of... Um, Northern Nevada, Legends Bay. I think yep. that's an untapped market with the San Francisco Bay Area market. And then the contests are a big part of this, Kenny. You keep getting yeah. more, you know, now 10,000 entries and maybe 12,000 next year. Um, I, I think that helps us out a lot, too. And then we'll be in Illinois as well. So that will right. be a feeder to, to, to the Nevada market. That's third quarter Illinois? Now they're supposed to actually do their soft opening uh, Monday. What? This Monday and do their opening Friday. Next Friday, they'll be opening their casino. I think they've still got a step to do go with the Illinois Gaming Board. Um, but if they open officially Friday, that would get us on a May agenda. So possibly opening in June. So maybe end of the second quarter. Which, I mean, obviously the goal is to be ready for football. And it sounds as though that's going to be a watch you'll be able to check. At one point we thought we'd be, we really thought we'd be in mid-football this year. And then we thought mm -hmm. Super Bowl. And then we were hoping March Madness. Those are all gone by. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. obviously we want to get open in, by July so we can ramp up into the football in August. Will you spend much time, Illinois, around the opening? It's interesting. Um, this, this opening, this soft one, that the casino's opening, we're sending a few people. I'll be there when we open the sports book, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'd like to go more. I, it's just, you know, today's my daughter's first birthday, and it, it's very difficult. I went to Phoenix for 10 hours and did nine interviews. I was on Radio Row. To, I can't go for three days. I just can't do it with three small children. So it's challenging. Looks like we'll be in Iowa for in Des Moines for March Madness for uh, the opening rounds the regional there at least on thursday or maybe i can go one of the i plan the trip for wednesday through saturday night um that'll probably get chopped down a little bit <laughs> yeah 
not bad Chicago because I can drive three hours to Dubuque from Chicago, you know, to go see my sure. mother. So it's almost equidistance to Des Moines, Chicago and Des Moines mm -hmm. from Dubuque. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, and then we like to get out there and go, you know, go to Council Bluffs, go to Davenport, go to, you know, I was on the radio in Fort Dodge this morning. I will be again tomorrow uh, and touch those different areas as well. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. And then I like to get to Sparks, which is, you know, you got to fly because it's six and a half hour drive to northern mm -hmm. Nevada. So uh, get to Sparks a couple times a year, too. But the more it expands, the more, you know, work there is ahead of us. So let's uh, let's spend a minute on Radio Row. I've, I've participated in it once, uh, Super Bowl 50 uh, in San Francisco. <laughs> it continues to get bigger. I saw I've seen. In a lot of the uh, videos, et cetera, that have come out of Radio Row. Um, was that your first experience? Had you done the, you know, the car wash, if you will, gone through it in the past? And is it as big uh, this year? Nope, I had never done it before. So I have no point of perspective on how it was compared to X. Um, it was interesting because I think we had six scheduled interviews for me and we ended up doing three of the six, but added six more. So I ended up doing nine different interviews during the course of the time. We landed in Phoenix at 9 a.m. and I flew back out at 9.30. So, and it really, we were done. The last interview was done at five. And then we went to the media event that night for everybody that had credentials there for a couple hours that they had. It's interesting for us. Obviously, Derek Setz has been on the Las Vegas Super Bowl committee, which is next year, for three years. So it's mm -hmm. it's it's interesting Part of the thing was going there um, and seeing w what could Circa D downtown Las Vegas events there. What kind of events could we throw our hat in the ring to host? Could we host Radio Row at the DLVC? Could we could we do uh, some of the parties at Legacy or at Stadium Swim? So that we got some information from that as well. Where any idea where Radio Row will be next year? Um, it hasn't been determined yet. All these things are up for bid. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, let's get to the game itself, and I'm sure we'll dovetail back and forth. I do want to get your uh, take on the NBA. Uh, not that you're a big NBA guy, nor am I, but the movement's been fascinating uh, here today. Uh, the Right now, uh, the uh, Eagles are a point-and-a-half favorite. The number's at 51. I think there's one entity that has gone to two for the most part. Across the board, it's one-and-a-half. What do you see this line doing in the next um, – between now and, and kickoff – 5.30 or so central time. Do you expect I, much movement, if any? Yeah, I think it will go to two is what the indicators are. They're betting the Eagles in the props as well. Uh, and, you know, there's not been any negative news from Kansas City from a receiver standpoint, but yet we're not getting that Chiefs money. Now, will there be more Eagles fans or Chiefs fans here for Super Bowl? I, it's interesting. I, I, I tend to think it was – a part of me thinks maybe the Eagles fans take over Glendale and the actual Super Bowl a little bit like the, the 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 12th man from Seattle did when they played it in New Jersey, right? They were really – it was really one-sided. But Kansas City travels well. They're always one of the bigger groups. You know, when you talk about Las Vegas Super Bowls, Texas, Kansas City, Denver, really strong groups always come to – for in L.A., obviously – always come to Vegas for Super Bowl. So Kansas City will be represented. Will we get some of that Chiefs money as they roll in here Friday and Saturday? Maybe. I, I would be shocked if this game went back to one, though, Kenny. Yeah, uh, well, that's uh, interesting news. So for the people that were holding out hope that, you know, they could get the Eagles and only have to lay one, probably uh, get it at one and a half before it goes to two is what you're saying. Yeah, I think there's several guys that hold 
tickets that I know that hold futures on the Eagles that want to, you know, hedge their position. And they're going to wait till the end because they think maybe it can get to three. I don't think Mm -hmm. it can get to three, but we'll see. Indeed, we will. Uh, let's get into a couple of other things surrounding the game. The, the, the teams themselves, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Eagles, with the exception of Travis Kelsey, and I like Goddard, don't get me wrong, but Kelsey's elite. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts had a great year. Patrick Mahomes is like nobody else in the league right now. But then after that, if games are actually won in the trenches, as we hear so often, I think the Eagles have a big edge in the trenches. How about you? I bet the Eagles, I laid one and a half. I, I I think both quarterbacks are somewhat compromised. I don't think either is 100%. Uh, obviously, to me, watching the 49er game, the play calling told you they didn't want to do too much with Hurts. Now, they did do that Reggie Bush push play twice at the goal line, but, I mean, he's just getting, getting shoved in by the backs. Um, not many designed runs. I think they're going to try to run the ball heavily. I like the Eagles – team rushing yard over. I like Miles Sanders over. I think they'll run the ball successfully. Um, and then I think the key to the whole game is obviously the Eagles front seven and the, that pass rush. And, and, and the secondary, Kansas City can't run the ball well enough that that will be a major factor in the game. That's my opinion. I like the Pacheco kid, but they can't dominate the game on the ground. Uh, Mahomes is going to have to make plays. And I, I just think the team surrounding Hurts is, is quite a bit superior to the team surrounding Mahomes. I, I do, too. So let me pick up on that a little bit, because I think that uh, what you're, where, you're, where you're taking me is how I was going to ask. There's 500 props. There's 700 oh. props. Oh. So when you narrow it down, it sounds to me like you're going to focus in. You think the Eagles are going to run the football. So mm-hmm. you're looking for Sanders. Maybe you're looking for a Gainwell or, yeah. uh, or Boston to do some damage there. Conversely, you think Mahomes is going to have to throw the football, so maybe look at his passing numbers and maybe some of the receivers for Kansas City. You you try to figure out in your head how you think the game is going to unfold and then bet props accordingly. That's your strategy? That's always by strategy, and I don't get that involved. If I have two or three props, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year I bet a lot because I bet total, so I bet every quarter under, the half under, no no score, so much, this, this, and the other. But generally, I don't want too much to worry about. You know, people right. got a hundred props. How can they even sweat them all? They're 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 cheering for opposing things on the same play. Um, but uh, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you the prop I like the most. You know, do you know Kenny? It's been fifteen years since a team scored a touchdown on the opening possession of the game. I wouldn't have thought and it was that nine long. of the last twelve years. Only four times in the history of the Super Bowl has a team scored a touchdown on the opening possession. Surprises me. Nine of the last twelve years, no score in the first six minutes has cashed. I really like that bet. I laid one. I laid. I laid one forty. The numbers come down. You can find one thirty in the market. I like that a lot. Um, you, you you know how you get beat. You get beat if they get a big play and then the field goal. Mm-hmm. These NFL touchdown drives. When they get into ten plays, you're already eating five minutes off the clock. Plus mm-hmm. eight plays. I mean. I hope Kansas City gets the ball first because Mahomes snaps the ball at one or two every time. They never go early. Neither team's in a rush. And you think of Mahomes and the KC offense as this quick strike passing game. They're really not. They became a possession team once Tariq Hill left. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of possession, short passing, Pacheco here and there. And uh, so I like that prop a lot. Do you think there's a coaching edge? Does Andy Reid have a, ke- a coaching edge on Sirianni? He's been there. Andy Reid has. Sirianni's done a remarkable job from his opening press conference when he got the job to where he's at 
now is it's just night and day. Is there an edge in the coach uh, with the head coaches? I, I don't know. I don't love Andy Reid as an in-game manager. I never have. I think he's a great play caller. I think he he he's no good in the middle eight. He never values the last possession of the half. He always lets the other team have the ball. I think there's times it's better to just kick three and end the half with a three than to try to get seven and the other team gets seven. Mm-hmm. Or, or against the Bengals, he didn't score and let the Bengals get three. That I mean, if they score there, the game's over. They're up 13. I think they're in much better shape. Instead, they're up seven. Um, I've been impressed with the, the, the defensive coordinator of Philadelphia um, this year, Gannon. Mm-hmm. And you know Vic Fangio worked with him. Vic Fangio oh, was his, know that. his advisor. Now he's gone to Miami, so he won't oh. have him for this game. But I, I, I don't know there's that much of an edge. One thing that gives me a little bit of pause is I think that Reed and Mahomes really got embarrassed two years ago against Tampa Bay in that game. And he had the sun in the situation. There was distraction. But that that was uh, that yeah. there's a lot of motivation for resurrection here, I think, a bit a bit from an Eagles better perspective. One thing that gives me a little pause. Well, you know, when you think back to that Chiefs, that that offensive line was just horrible, right? Mahomes was running for his life, like and Dominic and Sue and and company, um, they they were um, in the backfield constantly in that football game. And to your point about Andy Reid, I heard Tom Brady on the Manning Cast. It was one of the first Manning Casts from last year. It's his contention that the last two minutes of the first half and the first drive of the second half. That's where you win and lose the football games the majority of the time. He wants the ball last in the first half and wants to get the ball to start the second half. And he says that's as important a time as there is on a clock. Well, Michael Lombardi talks about the middle eight, the last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes. So that's what he's talking about. Um, I know teams defer because they want the ball first in the second half. I, I'm beginning to believe in some of these big games you want the ball first and to set the tone and to get some control sure, of the game. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just – I think more games are won and lost in the last four minutes of the first half than the second half, Kenny. All right. A um, couple, couple of other things that uh, before Super Bowl related. You've got your cross-sport prop. I want to get to circus squares, obviously, but your cross-sports props. Mm-hmm. Some of those are out NBA-related, NHL-related. Will you get involved in any of those? Um, I can't bet these here. They're, right. I have to go to another book. Uh, I was just a lot of NBA, so I wouldn't even look at those. I, you know, I I don't even know. There's some trades or something happened in the NBA this week. I some, guess. yeah. That there was something happened that the flat Earth guy and, and the guy yeah. with the, the, all the dummy Twitter accounts they got traded. Yeah. What a how, how what a bust that New Jersey Super Team was, huh? The Nets or Brooklyn or whatever they are. Can they I didn't tell you anything? They were supposed to tell you five titles. I, I got them beginning of the year for at ten to one. <laughs> They're eighty to one this morning. <laughs> it should be eight hundred. It's missing a zero. Yeah, it's you know, you zero. know what what's popular here? Flyers goals and Eagles touchdown. Man City goals. Pat Mahomes touchdown. Okay, I see yeah. a lot of soccer ones coming off the World Cup. Napoli against um, Hertz yeah. touchdowns and all that. You know, the soccer's are starting. But the Knights, if you've ever noticed, the Knights play every Super Bowl Sunday. It's true. Yep. They have since inception. And they they're should. Always like a, they're always like a noon game that runs yeah. right into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, of course, here in Las Vegas, we get a lot of bets because people watch that leading into the Super Bowl. No, I think it's brilliant scheduling. I do. So well, let me pick up on what you said about soccer. Have you seen a growth? I mean, you saw the World Cup. You experienced the crowds that you guys hosted for World Cup. Have some? Have, have more people gravitated to betting soccer? 
soccer. Yeah, slowly. We don't have the biggest soccer menu, but we're getting more action on uh, Bundesliga and the German league and some Spanish Liga. Mm-hmm. You know what's popular here is the Mexican soccer. It's actually the second to the English Premier League in terms of handle. And it's not just here. I know at most books because we have a large Hispanic population yep. in the Southwest uh, here, especially in Las Vegas. So um, it's continuing to grow. And we'll, we'll see from the Women's World Cup next year what happens. But that's what we're trying to do. Fill these early mornings where nothing happens, right? right. So why, yeah. if you can get crowds in here at, at 5, 6 in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays, that does nothing but help. No, absolutely does. Yeah, I saw the pictures from uh, when Mexico played uh, in the World Cup. You couldn't get a seat at Cirque. It was packed. Mexico-Argentina was as big as the final with, with France and Argentina. And they bring their drop. They bring – there were three or four radio stations here. You know, they did all the promotions at the supermarkets. And they're just an incredibly passionate crowd. I love it. They're all dressed up, and they got the drums and the, and the music, musical instruments. It's amazing. Yeah, look, they certainly had uh, terrific visuals. Mike Palm from Circus Sports joining me. Ken Miller here uh, as we talk sports wagering on the hook. The number right now, point and a half. Mike thinks maybe gets to two. Doesn't think that it's going to get to three, perhaps uh, touch two and a half. Any late news that would come out, Mike, that may change things? I mean, but quarterbacks are both a go. It looks as though the receivers are going to try and make it uh, make it happen. Um Tony says he's playing. I'm not sure that yeah. he's going to be able to answer the bell. He says he is. Anything could happen here between now and Sunday? Yeah, it would have to be something really off the wall that nobody's really monitoring, though. Somebody that you thought was playing, some sort of a a defensive player, you know, one of the linemen for Philadelphia, you know, the front seven, something like that, a kicker. Mm-hmm. You know, Butker had his injury issues this year. Uh, remember, he got hurt on this very field in the opening week against uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And then he was gone five weeks True. and he mi- yep. missed some kicks. He's been dead on in the playoffs. He hasn't missed a kick, but some strange thing like that would have to happen. You know, I had Mitch Holt as the voice of the chiefs on the radio show on Wednesday. And I brought that up to him that the, the surface of the playing field in week number one, it was not good. And I asked him, you know, what preparations are they going to do as they think back to week number one? Uh, and he said, it's definitely a factor. It's in the back of their minds because it wasn't good. Kenny, we just watched Michigan and TCU slip and slide all over the the semifinal. Yes. I hope they figure it out because it's been bad all year there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you guys posted the college football uh, championship odds, uh, localizing a little bit. Iowa's 200 to 1. Iowa State is 1,000 to 1. But right off the top, I mean, no surprise, right? Georgia, a three-peat perhaps, uh, just over two to one. Uh, Alabama, six to one. Ohio State, plus 650. Michigan. So it's the normal, it's the ones you would think of uh, that uh, are uh, the shortest prices. Anybody attract action once you put that up? Or two Not winners? really. I think once we get through the Super Bowl here, people will start to take a, a harder look at that. Um, what what is what's the Ferentz contract, Brian Ferentz? They got to score how much? Twenty five. Twenty five points. Yeah, <laughs> we should put a prop up on that in Iowa. No, it's a it's a really good idea. You remember the Sean Dunstan meter at Wrigley Field in the nineties? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> They're going to have those at uh, Kinnick Stadium. Shawan. Uh, Joanne Dunstan, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, um, next year I, I, I've been I've been kidding you about this that I can't wait to wait to bet the Chargers once you guys bet <laughs> the number. <laughs> and there they are up at eighteen to one. Uh, the the Eagles are already the favorite, at least they were when you posted them. Um, is this something that you know people get a ticket before they get back on their airplane? Do you think you'll sell many futures to next year's champ? 
championship before they get on the plane after the Super Bowl to leave? A little bit of recreational money of on their team when they're yeah. betting their home. Right. Team. Yeah. Um, the serious money doesn't come until after the draft. The draft okay. really signals it, and then people see who they drafted. Are there any impact players year one? Obviously, there's, there's what is it? Half the teams don't know who their starting quarterback's going to be. I sure. mean, in the NFC South, you might see four guys drafted starting in, in the first game of the year. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty, and the draft will certainly have much to say about it. So the so just a minute on the NFC South since you're in Las Vegas, obviously. Is Carr headed to the Saints? Is that the kind of the buzz? That's what everybody's talking about. Yeah, he would help there. I don't think he's a winner. You Let's don't just put it that way. I don't mean to say that as a characteristic as a person, yeah. but right. the guy to me doesn't have a winning gene in him. He's not. He's like Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa hit a lot of home runs when they were up four or down six, mm-hmm. or you know. Carr's performance in game. Kenny, there was six games this year. They needed one first down in the last four minutes to win a game, and they never got it one time. Mm. I mean, mm. it, it says a lot. You know where he impressed me, Mike? It was off the field. It was He was kind of the face of that franchise when the Gruden stuff, when the yeah. rug stuff, oh. when the, you know, he was the one that, um, yeah. that, 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 that would sit and face the media and would answer all of their questions. That's when, I mean, he, he, he moved up in my book, not as a player on the field, but just as a person. I didn't know anything about him. I still don't understand why Jameis Winston wasn't playing. Uh, you can't tell me he didn't give him a better chance. They lost the division by a game that he didn't give him a better chance than Andy Dalton. Yeah, the red rifle. Uh, don't get it either. <laughs> All right, a couple of minutes on hockey before we get uh, get out of here. The Rangers made a big trade today, getting a guy from the Blues, which doesn't do anything for your Blues future ticket. I'm, I'm get, are they going to be sellers? Looks like it, doesn't Look, it? So what does that do to your ticket? Do you try to get out of it? No, but uh, just, I, I never thought it was still live anyhow. Yeah, I did. I'm impressed with Dallas, but Dallas has been at home for a long time. But they looked good again last night against. I watched the Wild. them last night against uh, yeah. after the Iowa State game uh, against yeah. West Virginia finally ended. That thing went two and a oh. half, two yeah. hours forty five minutes, um, forty nine fouls in the basketball game. I flipped over to watch the Wild against the Stars. You know, I wasn't on on board with Dallas, but I'm starting to come around. This is a pretty good. This is a pretty complete hockey team. So really, and Jamie Benn's as good a captain as there is in hockey, Mike. You've got. A great goal. I, I, I think Ottinger's a top five goalie, and you got really good special teams. Uh, I think they're good. They're young. They've got they've got a, a a blend of some young kids and some older guys. I, I think this in a West that's wide open. I think they're right there. I think the Boar will be right there. They're going to have to beat the Avalanche, obviously. But I think mm-hmm. that's their real struggle to get. I, I think they're better than everybody. I think right now they're the best team in the Central. Um, they'll have to still beat the Avalanche. And then I'm just not high on the Pacific. I think the Pacific has a bunch of mediocre teams. Somebody's going to win it. But, um, Kenny, I want to talk about a betting angle. and I've never. But I want to get to Circus Square, so go ahead with your angle. Yep. This betting angle is the strongest angle, I'll tell you, all year. You know what? I saw you do it the other night, and you're spot on. Two out of three, and if Tampa blows a three-run leader, it sweeps. Yeah. This is over 80% the last four years. Yeah. And it's only because teams get the option of taking the week off around the break. That's what created it. Mm-hmm. You play the team that has a game under their belt. Now, there was only three games the other night. There's a tremendous number on Saturday because the teams are coming back that took the week off after. Right. You play blindly play the team that has played a game after the All-Star break against a team playing their first game. It, it, I think it was 10-2 and two last year. I hit an 18-round robin with it in 2018 <laughs> on that first Saturday. I mean – 
You can't look at – don't handicap the game. You just have to play the angle. So Saturday night, for instance, and my Jets are one of those teams that took the week off. The Blackhawks play Friday in Chicago, then fly to Winnipeg to take on the Jets who are hitting the ice for the first time. Winnipeg's a better team than Chicago, but play Chicago. Well, we played Anaheim against Chicago the other night because Anaheim had the game under their belt the night, and even the back to back, they they took the Stars to overtime. They win that game. Mm-hmm. It's just, I tell you, there's something to getting your legs back after you right. take a week off. Yeah, they, they, those teams that don't have their your your special teams are bad. Your first game back, you mm-hmm. haven't been practicing. You know what I mean? Yep. The power plays are anemic. I just you have to do it, and it doesn't even you, you can't look and say, oh, it's a bad team. It's the Blackhawks. Oh, it's a bad team. It's Anaheim. And I would recommend it. it just make the flat bet, though. Don't lay $4 with the team that's a big favorite. Flat bet 100 or 50 or whatever you're doing on every game, whether it's plus $2 or minus $3. I think that's good. I'm going to bring up that on the radio with you tomorrow. By the way, Trent's on vacation, so it's just me. Well, but- he gets to take vacation the week of Super Bowl? And he's going the week of he, – he's gone for March Madden. Uh, maybe he's back though. Maybe he's back the opening night, but he's gone the – taking his kids to Disneyland. So, I mean, I get that. It's incredible. I've never seen anybody that gets this kind of time no, off. The old man holds down the fort, Mike. It doesn't seem right, right? Seniority's got to yeah. come into play at some point. I guess. But, you know, you, you know – you don't get to relive these times with your children. So That's I true. mean, absolutely. Somebody said something to me a few years ago about when you have young children, the, the days go slow, but the years go fast. I mean, yeah. it was, seemed like we just brought our daughter home and now she's a year old today, you know, and my son's seven and we were just yeah. bringing him home from the hospital too. Yeah. I saw the pictures. Uh, uh, she looks happy and she certainly brings a smile to mom and dad's face. As you said, last thing, circus squares, um, what kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, uh, business I guess are you doing on circus squares so far in Nevada? Yeah. Already we've written about 32% of what we wrote all of last year in Nevada. And we're just on Thursday. I think it's going to explode this year, Kenny, you know, we did the commercial and we're really trying to educate people, but I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe we tripled the right from last year. So I took zero zero in at, uh, the first quarter and all the way across. I just took the same score and just took a chance on it. Seven seven last year. I was close. Yeah. Zero zero this year. It's just it's just something else to do, right? Because everybody we've played them our entire lives for crying out loud. Yeah, I know. I always say, oh, I, I drew bad numbers again. I drew bad numbers right. again. I hit one in my. I, I think I hit one big score. It was the year that the. The Rams stopped Tennessee at the one yard line. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I hit that final. That was when, and I, I think it was on like a two hundred fifty dollars square board. So it was a nice little hit. But you know, you do it and you have fun with it, and it's always well, you're all looking when they draw the numbers. Well, here, pick your own numbers. See how smart you are. <laughs> and you, yeah, you get the price. You know what the price is going to be, and you pick your own numbers. Uh, that's going to do it. Super Bowl edition of the hook. You're taking the Eagles. You're laying the. You got them at a point and a half. How high would you, if you want to do an alternate spread, because that's available, does that even cross your mind? Is there a number out there that you may be willing to go to? Disinterested because with Mahomes on the other side, why would you, you know, why would you think? And I never go the other way and lay heavy juice. I do do alternate spreads sometimes, and and but it's usually in college games. Gotcha. Um, the pro, the, you know, that number is, is so efficient, the NFL number. It's really hard to, for me to get involved in alternates. Indeed it is. We'll uh, see you tomorrow on the radio. We'll see you next time on The Hook. Thanks for watching. Circa Sports Sponsors, CircaLasVegas.com is the website. Uh, You've been watching The Hook, and we'll see you next time on Iowa Everywhere. Thank you, Mike Palm. See you next time.
Iowa everywhere.